Welcome to the Superhero News Show. My name is Sean Gerber, and I'm here to break down today's top stories in the world of superheroes, starting with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got a report out of Vulture that Samuel L. Jackson and Colby Smulders will be in Spider-Man Far From Home, reprising their respective roles as Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Now, the last time we saw these two characters, they were turned to dust by the snap in Avengers Infinity War. We had already been kind of tipped off that Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in this movie because of a social media post that he had from London where the movie is is being filmed. Maria Hill, that's news to all of us with Colby Smulders coming back. And so with these two characters having turned to dust in Infinity War, well, Spider-Man suffered the same fate. So if he gets to come back, whatever allows him to come back and all these other heroes and all these other civilians in the Marvel Cinematic Universe across the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was impacted by Thanos' snap with the Infinity Gauntlet, if they get to come back, then Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury would get to presumably be part of that. But I think there are still some fair questions to ask as to where this movie is going to be set in the overall MCU timeline. Because even though Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige and producer Amy Pascal previously said a year ago during the press tour for Homecoming that the sequel would be set after Avengers 4, in a more recent interview just a couple months ago with io9, Kevin Feige mentioned that while the movie is going to be set during summer vacation, he wouldn't necessarily say which summer vacation. Now, he could have just been playing coy because he was responding to a question about whether or not or how Sony could feature Spider-Man in the marketing for Far From Home, which would – and that marketing would obviously start before Far before Avengers 4 hits theaters. So Kevin Feige could have just been screwing around there. But if they wanted to change this from the time – that Feige and Amy Pascal were talking about this a year ago to the time they actually wrote a script and got ready to make this film, they could have decided that there is indeed room in the MCU timeline. If they want to set this movie between Homecoming and Infinity War, they could. Homecoming mostly takes place just two months after Civil War, and Infinity War takes place two years after Civil War. So you've got 22 months, give or take, where you could have this movie take place. It is indeed possible if that's the route they want to go. Now, they don't, again, they don't have to do that in order to explain why Spider-Man is still alive, why Nick Fury and Maria Hill are still still alive. All of that is going to get take, uh, taken care of in Avengers 4. We know this much. So what I also find interesting about this, even if this movie takes place after Avengers 4, and I hope it does because this will be our first opportunity on July 5th, 2019 to find out what does the next era of the MCU look like? So I hope that I really do hope this is after Avengers 4. And if it is, there are still a lot of interesting things that this brings up when it comes to Maria Hill and Nick Fury being in this movie. First is a relationship between Peter Parker and Nick Fury. What is that going to mean for the Marvel Cinematic Universe? We've seen that relationship in the comics. We've seen it in the Ultimate Comics in particular, as well as the Ultimate Spider-Man animated series on Disney XD a few years ago. So we've seen it there. But also, one of the ideas that fans have been kicking around for the past couple years has been the idea of a young Avengers team that Spider-Man could potentially be part of or lead. And that could also include Shuri, who we met in Black Panther earlier this year. It could include Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. That's a character that we may meet in Spider-Man Far From Home. It's been rumored for a while that maybe she has a part in this movie. That is not confirmed at all, so I'm not saying that she is definitely in the movie. But maybe there's a spot from her. Kevin Feige also said during the Avengers Infinity War, press junket that Nova is a character that has immediate potential at Marvel Studios. And if that's the Sam Alexander version of Nova, then there's another young hero. And we could be building up a roster of young heroes. Miss Marvel as well, Kamala Khan, if she gets introduced not long after Captain Marvel makes her movie debut next year. 
we could have a Young Avengers team, and maybe that's what Nick Fury would be talking about. But you also have Chameleon as a rumored character in this movie. Maybe Nick Fury is not Nick Fury. Maybe it's Chameleon posing as Nick Fury. We're going to have to figure all of that out when we see the movie next year. But also, there's a bigger idea that I see with with Nick Fury and Maria Hill being in this movie that I find very interesting, and that is, who do they work for? You know, we know that Samuel L. Jackson or Nick Fury brought Maria Hill after the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America Winter Soldier. Maria Hill went and started working for Tony Stark and started working with the Avengers. But then when Nick Fury showed up in Avengers Age of Ultron the next year, he took Maria Hill back to work for him at whatever organization he's a part of. Now, all we really heard about that organization was Quicksilver reacting to a helicarrier showing up at the end of Age of Ultron saying, this is S.H.I.E.L.D., and Steve Rogers says this is what S.H.I.E.L.D.'s supposed to be. But they're never officially established as a resurrected S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. was resurrected on television, but in the movies, we've not actually seen that play out. So the question I have here is, are Nick Fury and Maria Hill rebuilding S.H.I.E.L.D., or are we just going to continue to see them be part of some nameless organization, whatever they were a part of in Avengers Age of Ultron? Maybe that's what we're dealing with, or maybe we'll finally get a name for that organization. And what will that organization be? Normally, I would say, well, if it's not going to be S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe it would be S.W.O.R.D., Sentient World Observation and Response Department. But that has more to do with space. That's extraterrestrial threats, and Spider-Man is a little low to the ground for S.W.O.R.D., so I don't really know if that's what we're dealing with. So maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. has a chance to actually come back in an official way in the movies, not just on television. So that'll be something I'm looking for with Nick Fury and Maria Hill coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And probably I would imagine a bigger way in this film than just their brief cameo in the post credit scene of Avengers Infinity War. But regardless of what happens, it's exciting news. It opens up possibilities. And I especially love the idea of seeing Tom Holland's Peter Parker interacting with Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. That's going to set things up for a lot of fun. And we, all, we always knew that we were going to get other MCU characters uh, par- continuing to be part of Spider-Man's solo world in these Sony films that are made by Marvel Studios. So I guess right for right now, Nick Fury is our guy and Maria Hill as well. And we'll have to see if anybody else from the MCU or the greater MCU comes into Spider-Man Far From Home. But Nick Fury and Maria Hill would be more than enough. And I'm excited. I'm going to be very excited to see them in this film next year. Now, the other big story today takes us to television. It takes us to D.C., so Ruby Rose has been announced as Batwoman in the Arrowverse. She is going to debut as this character this season on Arrow, and then she will be spun off into her own series. I really like this casting. I was excited about the idea of a Batwoman television show, and Ruby Rose, I think, is going to be a really strong addition to the Arrowverse and do a great job as this character. I really enjoyed her on Orange is the New Black on Netflix. She was also really great in John Wick 2. I think she's in the Meg that's going to be in theaters this week. So this is somebody who can easily hang with the rest of the crew that's populating the Arrowverse right now. So I really do like this casting of her as Batwoman. I think that's going to... I This is somebody who I've actually been surprised she hasn't broken out more. I thought she would break out into bigger roles as time goes by, but it hasn't necessarily happened. It hasn't totally clicked for her, but I'm glad to see that she gets this role where she's going to be able to lead her own series. And the CW with the Arrowverse, they've been very successful 
at launching new shows time and again. This is a vehicle that works. This is a machine that can just churn out these shows and they last. They they connect with viewers and they just keep on going. So this is a great opportunity for Ruby Rose, but it's also a great opportunity for the Batwoman character to be portrayed by an actress who has the chops like Ruby Rose. So this is really exciting news and I'm very happy to see that all of this is coming together. And that's where I'm going to go ahead and wrap up today's edition of the Superhero News Show. Thank you so much for watching. Please make sure you keep up with us on our social channels. You can find us every day at SuperheroNews.com, Facebook and Instagram at SuperheroNews.com, as well as Twitter at SuperheroNewsCB. And if you want to keep up with me, you can go ahead and do that on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber. So for Superhero News, I'm Sean. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. 